So we all know, particularly over the last 15 months, how important virtual presenting has become. Whether it's in client meetings, whether it's sales pitches, you might do a product demo, an internal briefing, investor briefing, event speaking, whatever it is. So in this week's episode of the podcast, I'm going to share with you five things not to do when you're virtual presenting. Hello everybody, welcome to the Better Presentations, More Sales podcast. This is episode 169, <laughs> and I'm your host Trevor Lee. Now on the show this week, I'm going to talk to you about virtual presenting and what not to do. Now, what you can do is you can go onto my website, trevorleemedia.co.uk, and you can get lots of tips and ideas around virtual presenting, and of course if you need any help with your virtual presenting because by now you know you've reached the stage where you should be pretty good at this because if you're not you're going to get left behind by your competitors so have a listen to these five top tips on things not to do when virtual presenting and then if you think you need some help well do get in touch we can just do an hour's coaching session or a whole session for your team but it's all on zoom it's not very long. They're all, all these sessions are done in 75 or 90 minutes, so you don't have to get all the team together for hours on end. You know, the days of coming in and doing a full day's training and everybody's thinking, oh, God, you know, what am I gonna, how am I going to cope with a full day? are gone. They're gone. We've left those behind. So now we're doing short, sharp, focused training, coaching sessions. They're all very interactive. They're all very pacey, so you can come away and you can get cracking straight away. And then we do lots of follow-up sessions as well, which is really important to make that work. So, five things not to do when virtual presenting. Now, all of these have been largely inspired by when I've been on virtual events, virtual networking, I've sat in on virtual webinars, all those sort of things. And I've been watching people in action. And I've kind of picked up on some of the things I'm thinking, well, if I was them, I wouldn't be advising them to do that. So I thought, right, OK, let's gather up the top five and then I can share them with you. So you've got a head start on everybody else when it comes to virtual presenting. Now, some of these, some of these you're going to go, well, I know that, Trevor, I know that. But it will be a good reminder. Right. Let's get cracking. Right. Number one is arrive bang on time. So open it up just at the very moment the whole thing starts. So let's say you've advertised an event that's 10 o'clock, a meeting that starts at 10 o'clock. So you've got your audience there, they're waiting and you arrive and you open it up bang on 10 o'clock. Oh, that's not going to work, is it? That's not a great idea because it means that you're then straight into it. And I always think when you're virtually presenting, you know, you can't have that you know, walk in the room moment when you can in person, when you meet people, have a cup of coffee with them. But you can still do that in a sense when you're virtual presenting if you all get, you know, you get there early. So, you know, I always open everything up about 20 minutes before the off. That means it gives me a few minutes to get set up, make sure everything's in the right place. If I'm using two screens, I've got my polls and my chat and my Q&A on one screen I've got my list of participants on that screen. All those sort of things are already happening. And it means then I can let people in, you know, because in most of these things now you have to let people in. So I can let them in. I know who's there. I know who I'm letting in. And I can have a bit of a chat with them and, and meet and greet them. And it makes a big difference. It helps you relax. It helps you get into the thing. If you start bang on time, then I think, you know, you're going to miss out on an opportunity there. And, you know, again, if whoever's introducing you, 
you know, when you do, if you if you get introduced, and again, you know, as that part of that beginning, you know, don't let them just introduce you without you you giving them some notes about what to say about you, because that will put you off if they introduce you and they say things. Oh, and I'm thinking, well, that's not true. I'm not really doing that anymore. So that's number one. So number one is of things not to do when virtual presenting is arrive bang on the start of the virtual presentation. And if you're a guest on a virtual presentation or a guest on a webinar, again, don't arrive bang on time because the whole thing will just be about to start. Yeah. And they'll be waiting for you to try and get there a few minutes early. Right. Number two of these top tips on what to do or rather what not to do when virtual presenting. Right. Don't have a distracting virtual background or a window behind you. Or if you're, you know, you're delivering from you're sitting in a high back chair and particularly a virtual background in combination with a high back chair. Now, when when, you know, we all started doing all this a, a while ago, virtual backgrounds were the in thing, weren't they? And I've noticed now that a lot of people have stopped using virtual backgrounds. And that's great. But just check your background anyway, because what you don't want is a, is a distracting background, whether it's a virtual one or if it's a window with a sun beaming in, and people are still doing this. I joined an event recently. The speaker was a very well-known person, and that person was sitting with a window behind them, and you couldn't really see them. They were in shadow. So, you know, again, it doesn't matter who you are. You know, don't have that. And if you can, you know, don't deliver sitting down, slumped in your normal office-type chair. So that's another thing not to do when virtual presenting because you won't you won't display or give off any energy and you won't get any energy. So stand up or you know use that guitar stool that I've mentioned in previous episodes to give you some energy. So that's number two of things not to do is don't have a distracting virtual background. Right. Number three of the things not to do is don't read from a script. Okay. Or, indeed, have the words that you're reading on the slide at the same time as you. Now, I was on an event recently. I was just, you know, a part, you know, just one of those people logging into the event. And the speaker had like a split screen. And that was the way I was viewing it. I don't know whether that was the way everybody was viewing it. On, on one half of the screen was the speaker and on the other half was the slide. And the slides, he was, this guy was just reading from the slides. And, you know, that's bad enough when you're in person. But when it's virtual, it just, it, I don't know, you just couldn't get engaged with what was going on. You know, the slides, remember, are there as a prompt. You know, they're not there as a script. You know, remember that key message they used to bang on about? It's not a, it's not a script. It is a prompt. So be careful about using words on the slides and the screen. And, you know, try not to read them. Because, you know, remember, I'll have said this on other podcasts, if you're reading, if, you know, if I see you as a speaker and you're reading the, the words, then I'm thinking, A, you don't really know what you're talking about. Or B, you've done no preparation and someone's handed you a script. And, you know, I've given you my time to, you know, to listen to you. So if, you, if I get the impression that you've done no preparation, that doesn't really bode well with me. So that is number three, don't read from the script, right? Number four of things not to do when virtual presenting is launch straight into your presentation. So as soon as it's your, you know, you're the presenter and uh, right, it's 10 o'clock, go. And up comes slide one, slide two, slide three, all in quick succession. And it's bang, 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 bang. If you listen to the episode last year with Brian Burkhart from the States on here, and Brian said, you know, Keep your first slide on the screen for 75 seconds. 
so that then you can introduce what's going on. And that's what I would do. I would keep your first slide on the screen for 75 seconds. It could just be your intro slide, which has got you on it maybe, the name of your presentation on it. But you need to tell your audience, and this is really important when you're delivering virtually, you need to tell your audience what's going to happen. Not only remind them of how long it's going to take, but what they're going to get from it, what you're going to share with them that will be of benefit, how you want them to interact with you. If there's a Q&A, how that is going to work. And then remind them, even at this stage, what you're expecting or what you want them to do when the whole thing is over. So get all that out the way early. Don't just go straight into slide one, slide two, slide three. Because I need, as the audience, I need to know what's going on. I need to, you need to help me to be engaged and interested in your presentation right from that first moment. So that's number four, is don't launch straight into it. Give yourself a bit of time to explain what's going on. Now, number five is, again, going back to slides. Now, I've seen a lot of virtual presentations, and we've seen some, haven't we, uh, certainly here in the UK, where the, the phrase, next slide, please, has become a bit of a watchword during uh, the government and the medical people's explanation of the pandemic on live news channels, because they're not pressing the slide button. Now, I think if you're delivering virtually, try and press the slide button if you can. Because if you don't, the danger is your presentation will feel, let's say you've got 20 slides in your presentation. It won't feel like 20 presentations in a slide. It'll feel like 20 individual slides that you're calling a presentation. So try and make sure that you've got control of the clicker. And again, I saw one recently. It was a big event. And uh, it was clear that the clicker wasn't working. And the speaker had to keep saying, oh, could someone, could someone just move their slide forward? And then they were all out of sync. No, not that one. The next one. Uh, oh, you know, there's no flow to it then. And it just feels like someone's going through the motions. Yeah. So don't, don't come across to your audience as you're going through the motions. Remember, your slides are there to help you tell the story. They need to flow. So, you know, we talk about death by PowerPoint. And that's usually because you've got too much stuff on the slides. So again, you know, when you're putting your slides together, don't put too much stuff on them because otherwise you are, you know, you're then tempted to read them and your audience will read them and all that sort of stuff. So try and make sure that your presentation flows. And the best way of doing that is to have that clicker in your hand and you're moving the slides forward, not somebody else. It's so much more fluid if you do that, if you like. And the other thing to do, of course, is that there should be no surprises, not just for your audience, but for yourself as well when the slides come up. And then the best way of doing that is I have a tendency and I would advise you to introduce the slide before you press the clicker. So you might just say something like, so on the next slide, I'm going to demonstrate that point. Or on the next slide, you're going to see an image of, oh, coming up now, I'm going to show you. So you introduce the slide. So that's a great way of doing it. So don't, you know, don't just press the button and then look at the screen and then start talking about the slide. You see a, people, a lot of people do that in person where they press the button, the slide pops up on the screen, they turn around to look at the screen and then they start talking about the slide. So there we go. So, you know, now is the time, ladies and gentlemen, to become better at virtual presenting. So this is a quick whistle stop tour of five things not to do. So let's just have a quick recap of what they are. So the first one is, you know, don't arrive and open up your presentation, bang on the time it's due to start. Get there early, 
say hello to your audience. Number two is, you know, make sure you haven't got a distracting virtual background or you're sitting in a high back chair or you've got a window behind you. Don't do any of that. And oh, and don't rely, by the way, on a built in microphone either. You know, if you've, you know, if you've got an important presentation, check the audio. That's probably more important than the slides. So if your audio and your built-in audio is not very good, then just get yourself a little plug-in microphone. It will make a huge difference to you. Number three, don't read from the script or don't read from the slides. Oh, it's just, it just doesn't feel very natural when you do that as a presenter. You're there to tell a story, to engage your audience, to enthuse them, to want them to do something. Number four, don't launch straight into your presentation. So when you start, remember, keep that first slide on the screen and tell people what's coming up, what you want them to do, how you want them to interact with you, how the Q&A, all that sort of stuff. And then finally, you know, try and be in control of the slides yourself so they flow through your presentation. Because if you're going to say, oh, can you put the next slide on, please? It feels like it's, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like a presentation to me. It feels like a series of individual slides and you're, you're giving a, a lecture almost. Right, there we go. And what? There is a bonus one. There's always a bonus one, isn't there? So number six is, and this, you, know, you might laugh at this, but it does happen. So things not to do when virtual presenting, look uninterested. So just avoid, you know, just try and make sure that you, you, you remember that the audience are looking at you. Because chances are you'll be in a, you know, you're on a split screen as part of this. So when you're presenting, remember to smile, to look engaged, to look at the webcam in the eye when you're presenting, that sort of thing. Because if the audience are looking at you and you're uninterested or you're reading or whatever you're doing, even though you're the presenter, it's not going to be great for their engagement or the opinion they're forming of you. Because clearly, or I imagine, that you're delivering this virtual presentation because you've got a goal in mind that involves a benefit to you somewhere along the line. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that's useful. You know, if you're not doing any virtual presenting, then you really need to crack on with it because it's not going to go away. It is now very much a core business skill that we all need to have. So make sure that you've got that, you know, that really good core business skill. Now, you can go on my website, trevorleemedia.co.uk. There's a page on there called Better Presentations. There's lots of tips and ideas about how to do better presentations. And if you need some help, you'll find that, you know, you can get on, you can book me to do one-to-one -one coaching. There's no minimum number of sessions. Or you can, I can help you with a key presentation. Now, this is one of the things that I'm finding really popular is that people want some help with a key presentation. Now, if you've got one coming up that you really need to do well at, you know, it's one of those you want to win if it's a sales pitch, or it might be a key presentation to your team or to a new client, whatever it is, but you really need to do it really well, then, you know, get in touch. But don't get in touch the day before, okay? Because <laughs> that's not going to be helpful to you or me. So, you know, get in touch two or three weeks before, and, and I can help you. We could have one or two or three sessions just... You know, they can be 45 or 75 minute sessions, whatever works for you. And we could just walk through your key presentation, give you a bit of a chance to practice it, maybe even if it's just the start and the finish. It will make such a difference, you know, having that help to your key presentation. So do get in touch, Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk if you want some help with that. And then I do do what, you know, the presentation training. And I call it training because that's what everybody Googles and looks for. 
Although really what I'm talking about is skills development to help you and your team become ultimately better, more confident and more successful presenters. And again, that's not a full day. It's 90 minutes. That's all on Zoom. And then we'll do some follow up. So, you know, and you'll get great. You'll get some great material from me. You'll get a little mini ebook summarizing all the key points. You'll get my seven P's of presenting model. You'll also get, I'll, I'll turn the 90 minutes. Now, I, I will record it, and you can have that if you want, but who wants to really go through a recording of a 90-minute sort of webinar style? So what I do is I take the highlights. It's the kind of match-of-the-day version or whatever we <laughs> call the highlights wherever you are. And I'll, I'll create a 10- or 15-minute video of the highlights of the summary. And then what we do, we do a 30-minute follow-up, you know, a couple of two or three weeks later, just to reinforce the key points. And then there's also a 30-minute uh, follow-up with the management team as well to, to, uh, you know, to remind them of how to make full use of your investment in that program. So there we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, you know, if you want some help with your presenting, virtual presenting, and, of course, if you're doing in-person presenting, it applies as well. Then do get in touch. That would be great. So if you like the podcast, uh, then leave a review if you can. That would be fantastic. Um, you can do that easily, I think, on your <laughs> usual podcast app. Just scroll down from the show and you'll, you'll find a place to, to uh, click on the review and stars and leave a comment as well if you like. So that's the end of this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. If you've got some top tips about sales or presenting that you would like to share or you've got a question that you would like you know, me to try and answer on a future episode of the podcast, then do get in touch. And just, you know, just send me your audio version of your question. You know, send it to podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk and then I will build it into the audio file so you can be speaking your question. So just say who you are and what your question is and I will build it in and then I'll try and answer it you know, during the podcast, the appropriate podcast coming up soon. Okay, thanks very much for listening. See you next week.